0: Sidebar, or should I say fantasy sidebar? I'm your co host Cece.
1: I'm <laughs> your other co host. I didn't know you were gonna do that.
0: <laughs> me neither. It was spur of the moment.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Welcome to Fantasy Sidebar, the show within a show.
0: Fantasy Fancast?
1: Oh, I like that. Oh, that's probably exists though. Hold on. Let me just take it a, quick Google <laughs> take
0: look. a look, quick Google look. <laughs> <laughs> this is our special anniversary episode where we're talking about one of our favorite uh, fantasy books,
1: Cece. Yes. Happy pot anniversary.
0: Thanks. Happy pot anniversary to you too, Peter. You remembered.
1: I did. I did. I got you this really long book to read.
0: <laughs> so However,
1: long. you had to do it ahead of time.
0: It was, yes, and I did. <laughs> oh, you're so thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so yes, hopefully you all enjoyed this book as much as Cece and I have enjoyed it the several times we've each gone through it.
0: Yeah, we also got you a very long book to read.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we did. Here's our Thank gift you. Thank you for those of
0: you who have tuned in and actually read that book. I mean, I think it's thanks enough that you got to read that book personally, but it's a haul. So, we appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate you undertaking it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a slog, and uh, Stacey and I did both finish the book shortly before sitting down to record this. Yes. So... We, all, we very much know how long this book is. <laughs> and mind you, Cece had not one, but two international flights in which to immerse herself into the Four Corners.
0: Okay. Albert tricked me because he said that I shouldn't start it without him on the first book. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to listen to it with me. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then he never did. Oh, no. And so the entire trip, I was like, I couldn't listen to it because he didn't really want to listen to it. And so I wasn't going to ignore him on our vacation by listening to this book. So I didn't really start it until like the flight home. Oh, no. Which was January 4th. So y'all are welcome for the, for the race <laughs> I raced for you. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going to be honest to this morning. I sat down. I said, I literally don't have enough time to do this. So I changed the speed to 1.25.
0: I Also, listened. I went to a 0.25. 1.5 was unbearable for me
1: on this book. I'll tell you what. One well, point two five was okay. I'll tell you what, it what? ruined a lot of pauses.
0: It does ruin. There's a lot of dramatic pauses. Gvoth <laughs> yeah. would be horrified that we listened to his book at not oh, the pace. Gvoth would be
1: so pissed. He
0: would be. He would probably over graphically threaten us.
1: Yeah, he'd probably like. I don't know. Make like there be a breeze <laughs> or something, or maybe like some red make light. Make this a fans.
2: breeze.
1: <laughs> Mind you, Gvoth <laughs> would do that, not Coat.
0: Not Coat Coat sucks <laughs> No, I love Coat
1: Coat, I really, I, I really Coat's like Coat's a
0: hometown hero Hmm. He just hangs I love He's him. just
1: like, I'm over it He's, he's like, like very hey, cynical. I'm here,
0: I've got a good in I know all the verses to Tinker Tanner
1: Every single one there's ever been
0: All of them, because I read them all in the archives Shh, I didn't say that Shh.
1: And then, <laughs> Which archives? There were no archives. I don't know what you're talking about. And I've
0: about. got this badass sword. Don't ask about it.
1: What's his name? Folly.
0: Hey, real talk, guys. The next book is even longer. It's a thousand pages or 42 hours, and we still don't fucking know what the deal is with that sword.
1: Yeah, okay. So, let's talk about this kind of in a in a big, sweeping conversation. This book sets a lot of stories in motion.
0: Yes. Like, that is very true.
1: There's the whole thing with the Chandrian, right off the bat, because, like, that you and pretty much immediately, his whole family dies.
0: It's so sad.
1: I and it, it's shitty.
0: It's definitely one of those books, too, where you're, like, in that zone, dealing with those characters, and you're like, man, I like these characters. They're so fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but and this isn't even George R. 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 Martin
0: this isn't even George R. R. Martin although there are some similarities
1: I think that's why I like Patrick Rothfuss so much cause like he paints this amazing immersive fantasy world tells this wonderful story, these engaging characters, and then doesn't proceed to kill all of them just yes. most of them. Just
0: Just, some, I wouldn't even no. say most of them. Well, actually, to be fair, we don't know because the third book hasn't come out yet.
1: Yeah, everyone could die.
0: Everyone could die except for, obviously, Quoth. Yeah. And uh, some would argue that he has died, including Kot himself. And Bast. And Bast. Well, Bast knows he's recoverable. I love Bast, too.
1: He lives in the world of the Fae. Maybe he can bring the dead back to life in the Fae. That's true. Maybe that's where the
0: delusional...
1: He doesn't just live in the world of the Fae. He is Fae. I mean, he is Fae. He's the Prince of the Fae. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. But but to kind of reel it back... Yeah, he kills characters as much as is required.
0: Yeah, I mean... And you have to... Like, Kvoth would have done great things no matter what, but I feel like the... The stuff that he endured as a kid really set all of that in motion for him. Absolutely. Like, he would have probably gone to university, but he wouldn't have been as driven. He wouldn't have had the same instincts and everything. Like, he just would have been a different person. Who knows if he would have ever gained the same infamy if his family hadn't been, you know, brutally murdered when he was, what, 12? No, younger than
1: that. Something like that. But he's very young. Very young. Yeah.
0: Young. Very young. Uh, 11, I would think, latest.
1: If you, if... He was 15 at his... Which he was. Peter
0: initials. is delusional and thinks that that is not
1: the truth. <laughs> All right. When it, with his interview with the Masters, if he was 15, which many say is true...
0: <laughs> including the Wikipedia and me.
1: Including the fan-made Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. By real fans who know how old he was when he went to university.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway. <laughs> and then he pr- spent like four days traveling. Not a big deal. And then he was in uh, the, that shitty, shitty city for, for three years. Tarbean. That's not how you say it. Tarbean. That. Tarbean. <laughs> tarbean. <All
2: right.
1: laughs> it's a tarbean. It's a shitty bean. It was um, kind
0: of a tarbean, to be fair. <laughs> tarbean is
1: one tarbean. Anyway, so he was in Tarbean for three years as a beggar. And then he kind of wandered for like six months after his parents died. So 11 or 12, I think you can make an argument for. Yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. depending on
1: just like when his birthday was
0: poor little guy oh no hang on kid. they totally explicitly state that it's his 12th birthday like shortly before they die
1: uh it got moved up cc so we don't actually know
0: actually okay you know what fair
1: <laughs> good attention <laughs> to
0: detail i guess you got me <laughs> shit <laughs> 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 i guess i don't like this book <laughs>
1: <laughs> not as much as me Cece. clearly not as much as
0: you apparently
1: and the fans who all knew what that was true. <laughs> all they the all listeners were like, were like Bitch, silly they moved it up yeah they moved it up to coincide with the departure of abanthe
0: yes oh abanthe
1: for the record every time i say his name i want to say abernathy and i don't know why uh, that is kind of weird is that Abinthi. another character i know have um no
0: <laughs> okay so it's just I don't amazing. think
1: so got it got it got it the only book it might have been in is Harry Potter and you would know if it was so like Abernathy sounds like a character in Harry Potter oh god
0: no! I'm reeling because I feel like it is but I can't think of who
1: Anyway, moving on. Maybe oh, like no, I, I,
0: Peter, you've just shot to me so badly. Now we're
1: over thinking Harry Potter. All right, next week's episode is Harry Potter now. Oh
0: my God.
1: <laughs> it's the entire series. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you want to talk good audiobooks? Those are the best audiobooks me, we ca-
1: this is the worst no, tangent we've ever been I'm on. I'm
0: saying it. I'm taking a stand. Jim Dale is an amazing narrator. I know. I know. Controversial.
1: No, I just mean this is a horrible <laughs> sidebar. We need to get back on some resemblance of a track.
0: I that's all I'm saying. I I've said I've said my piece. It's okay. We can <laughs> move on. I'm just gonna be thinking about Abernathy for now on. Anyway. God.
1: So yeah, he got moved up with Abernathy's departure. Okay. Um. There's that. <laughs> Cece. Do you want to talk what? about Abanthe? What?
0: Do you want to talk about Ben? Old Ben. Yeah, let's talk about Ben. Why Old this guy always ben, as an old ben? ben?
1: Uh. Yeah. There is. Did you want to make another comment, or is that it? It's just your observation just, that there's I'm always...
0: just observing that there's always an old Ben.
1: See, everyone knows there's always an old Ben. It's a consistent theme of literary uh, truth and also sci-fi movies.
0: Uh, that is true. That is and, true. And
1: subsequent Lego video games based um, on those sci-fi movies.
0: <laughs> you know Batman's, uh, <laughs> Batman's mentor, old Ben.
1: Uh, but there is Uncle Ben in uh, Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, you know what? You're you're so, right. So that was it's an old, there. it was Old Ben. Yeah, but that's Marvel.
1: I mean, okay. <laughs> I bet you there's an Old Ben somewhere I'm in bet the that DC, universe. DC has an Old Ben. Text albert right now. We'll know by the end of the episode.
0: Ben L. Spider or Superman's uncle. <laughs> ben? ben <L. laughs> I hate you. Yeah, I know. That's This why podcast, podcast is canceled. <laughs> you are the perfect opportunity to announce the cancellation of our podcast on
1: our anniversary episode. <laughs> we, we, a bunch of family members bet we wouldn't make it a year, and now we made it a year, so we're going to So fuck them, and it's over. <laughs> right. Oh, God. All right. We got anyway. our money. So, yes, Aventhe. Yes. Uh, uh, the brewer extraordinaire.
0: Yes. Obviously, he's great. That's not exactly controversial opinion, but I think the one thing you can sort of question about about Ben is the fact that he just, like, showed no apparent discernment when teaching Quoth as a kid. Like, basically until Quoth had that whole, I'm almost dead scare, Ben just, like, didn't have any limitations (laughs) on what he taught him. Which is pretty irresponsible, to be honest.
1: I kind of get it, because you have this, like, brilliant, brilliant student... (laughs) And you just want to sit there and go, I can just teach them. And, like, he can talk about whatever topics interest him. Mm-hmm. So I understand that to an extent. Pretty, yeah. Pretty irresponsible. And while I'm not I saying... I mean, to be he... fair, you and me taught Millie physics when she was, like, six. Just sort of
0: yeah, for fun Yeah, but she couldn't
1: kill herself with physics. No, true. Not easily.
0: But I feel like... I don't know. For Ben, probably forgets, like, how dangerous that stuff is because he's used to it. And he's like, well, I'm teaching him, like, proper chemical hygiene and everything. Like, I do things safely. But I think you forget the difference between intelligent intelligence and judgment. You mm-hmm. know? And growth as a child, who's never, like, had any challenges ever in his life and is brilliant and didn't have much in the way of judgment.
1: No, I think that's, that's definitely not going to be in doubt because he thought of an idea to make it appear that he called the wind and he immediately tried it and he didn't think about it. Cause afterwards he was like, for a second, he was like, Oh shit. I Obviously. Yeah. Like he understood what he did wrong. He just didn't take
0: a second to think, is this a good idea before he did it? But mm-hmm. to be fair, that's a trait that follows him for
1: a lot of his life. That, I think that might just be a thing for Kvothe. That might be more of a character
0: a trait. It might not be a maturity thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There,
0: there's um, a lot of points in these, in the series where I'm just like, Face palming over his choices.
1: Basically, every time he talks to Denna he
0: is, his relationship with Denna is so frustrating.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, we'll, so we'll give it to in own time. Let's talk about Ben.
0: Yes, what more do you have to say about Ben?
1: So, one interesting thing: why did none of the masters know him?
0: Yo, I know, right? They're like Abintheus, because it seems like people have pretty intimate relationships with the masters who sponsor them at minimum.
2: I yeah, mean, and maybe also, like, Ben
0: was old enough that like whatever master sponsored him when he was there uh, died went away. Yeah, like died or um, retired or what have you. I don't know. Right, but like why... I can see Aloden not knowing him. Though I would think Aloden would have his like finger to the pulse of most namers. That's Granted, true. It's not very clear whether Ben is like a namer or he just knows the name of the wind.
1: That makes you a namer, Cece.
0: No, I know, but like. Uh, I guess if he can call it at will, that makes him a namer. But, like, I feel like when I say namer, I mean people who know the names of all sorts of things.
1: But very like people Tablin. Know the names of all sorts of things. All right. You can't say Tablin and use him an example of a namer. He's a mythical character. You don't in know this that he's mythical. World. Fair. <laughs> but also, I mean, like, Lyra. fictional, so. All right. But, like, Lyra was a namer, too. But she lived in a time where apparently the names were easier to see.
0: Did they say that in the book? Yeah. Interesting.
1: They said many many people in those days were namers. It was during Scarpy's story. Um, no, I, I know when, story. when we
0: talked about Lyra.
1: Um, but it was like, yeah, many people in those days were namers because like, it was just easier to... People had better understanding of those things at that time.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess he just kind of say that.
1: And because like naming is something that... The average person doesn't know about in this world, except in the stories of of Taberlin, who, you know, he just knows the name of things. That's just a Taberlin trait.
0: That's true, yeah, because that's always the comparison. It's never done anything else. It's just like, yeah, you know, Taberlin the Great. He knows the names of many things, or all things. All things were named. Yeah, he knows the names of all things. All things were his
1: command. There we go, cc (laughs) Good old tablin They don't really acknowledge that there are still namers at the university.
0: Hey, when is Patrick Rothfuss gonna come out with a storybook, like a book of the stories from that world? That would be so good. Um, probably. Like, probably very before sooner. Doors of Stone. Probably
2: before Doors of Stone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but to um, be honest,
0: I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I'd be a little sad that it, it wasn't Doors of Stone, but I would definitely buy it. <laughs> what
1: if he named it Doors of Stone and just changed the name of his third
2: <laughs> <You> book?
0: dick. <laughs> what if he named it Winds of Winter? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry do you get that or are you just laughing politely um
1: Peter I, doesn't read game of thrones. I don't know why what i think it's funny and i don't know why i did read a significant amount of game of the thrones game of the thrones did you games say games of thrones
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've read a bit of throne games
1: <laughs> no i read a fair bit of it the first book though yeah definitely the first book
0: okay this is, uh, <laughs> To explain the joke, Winds of Winter is the name of the mythical sixth book that will never be released by George R. R. Martin. But uh, it's not funny
1: anymore. <laughs> no, it's not funny. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to make sure you got it. <laughs> and why? <laughs> but what if Patrick Roth was <laughs> Winds of Winter?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't even be mad. That would be so funny. I wouldn't be, so be mad. I'd be
0: like, sweet dunk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Crushed on George R. R. Martin. He deserves it. Um, well, if the Ray Patrick Rothfuss publishes things, he'll probably be uh, George R. R. Martin will probably be dead by then.
0: George R. Martin will probably be dead by the time Patrick Rothfuss inevitably publishes Winds of Winter, his storybook about <laughs> <laughs> the world of the Name of the Wind.
1: Oh God. Yeah, okay. we don't
0: even know why he's the king killer. I mean, presumably he kills the king at some point.
1: A king. There's several kings. That's
0: true. I know. Like every I'm time really- they introduce a king, you're like, eh.
1: Are you going to kill this one?
0: <laughs> Is this the one you
1: kill? I thought maybe he would kill the man. Allow and me would to say, tempt
0: you with this king. <laughs> would you like to kill it? <laughs> oh, he said something terrible water. about
1: your mother. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. did he call you rabble? <laughs> did
0: he say something racist against the roux? <laughs> mm, better show him. show him what you got, Quoth.
1: And uh, and you steal his sword named Folly. Okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And you let out his pet Scrail? Okay, we're good. There it is. <laughs>
0: okay, you Retitled know. What? There the- we go. I didn't think he could sew up all those loose ends, and he
1: did. <laughs> he did. He did it. See, see, how long do you think? Let's just quick, quick sidebar, because we're. St- I still kind of want to talk about Aventhy. Um How, uh, how long do you think the third book's gonna be? <laughs> well. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be working with geometric progression. <laughs>
0: Based on that, I would say 2,000 pages.
1: <laughs> Easy, a cool 2,000 pages. Hours. <laughs> Eighty
0: hours of audio. I wouldn't be mad.
1: That's it's why the, it's
0: taking him so long to write.
1: It's the only way he could justify how long it's taken. <laughs> he's like, I yeah, I wonder
0: want- if he's gonna uh, like announce that it's gonna be two more books. But that would so fuck with the frame of the
1: story. Like he trapped himself. How it takes three days. Yeah yeah unless the I'm fourth so book thrilled. was like in real time i'm so thrilled about this third book i wait holy shit though that's actually like like the fourth book is coat becoming Kavoth again
0: that would be kick-ass
1: and then going after the scrail or except they that are. we just made up the fourth book and it doesn't exist we don't know that we don't know that he could pull up Pier- there's uh, no t-
0: evidence that that's real
1: <laughs> he could pull up pierce brown and start a new trilogy oh
0: my god that would be great Right. Um, my Everyone one friend... email,
1: email Patrick Rothfuss, right? Now. <laughs> Stop with listening to this podcast because we already got the download and email Patrick Rothfuss.
0: Well, one of my friends pointed out that basically name of the wind feels like a very long prequel because it's just like, oh, here's like my background, my, my youth, whatever. Um, and then, you know, then stuff started happening. And then you read um, the next book, The Wise Man's Fear, and it's like, I think this is still a prequel. (laughs) And next thing you know, you're 1,500 pages into prequel, and you're like, when does the real story start?
1: This is still a prequel. Like, none of the
0: stuff that's set up in the first book, from the frame perspective, like the conversations with Chronicler and the stories that everyone's telling in the bar, none of those things are, like, answered or addressed. Except for like very small parts of them, and man, there's a lot of questions, and it's gonna be a very long
1: third day. Oh God, I can't wait. Anyway, yes. um, so here, here, back to Aventhy real quick, because okay. that's like the five-minute sidebar, um, which is what we are known for. To be fair,
0: to be fair, th- we warned you brand. in the title. <laughs> we did warn you, Avanthi.
1: <laughs> so. I feel like he would have, like, been at the university with a lot of the masters.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Like, a fellow student, or even, like, a Raylar who mentored them. Because that seemed seem pretty old. Like, yeah. it, it seems like the Arcanum is not that big. Like, it's sizable. But everyone kind of knows everybody. It
0: does seem like that. Honestly... Like, again, you have to have a personal relationship with the master because you have to, like, because everyone works for masters and, you know, has to be sponsored by them to advance. And it just seems like it's a very intimate relationship. And honestly, Avanthi is, like, kind of a really mysterious character because you never find out why he's just kind of like a pauper floating around, like, trading his wares on a
1: donkey. Yeah, no, it seems like a fully
0: He's a full Arcanist.
1: Yeah, a full Arcanist with his Gelder and everything. Like,
0: Just you... bounce bouncing around with Alpha and Beta.
1: Yeah, you're basically a tinker.
0: Kind of a tinker, you're but a he magic has a You're a magic tinker. I know. It's weird. I, I, I really want to know more about Amethy, and I don't know that we ever will find out more. Which Honestly, it's frustrating that Quoth hasn't found him yet. Yes. Sorry, I'm... spoiler alert for the second book. I like doesn't even come up. Considering how mentioned... important he is, I literally don't think he's mentioned in the second book. Let alone visited by Quoth.
1: Yeah, and Kvothe, like is going on a long journey. Or even on the way back. Like, alright, he goes on a journey. I get him guys, not going...
0: I, I get why he didn't go find Ben when he was like a pauper in Tarbian. But later on, you know, when he's at the university and he's got, you know, some funds, some limited funds and everything... In some degree of freedom. I mean, I would go visit Aventhe.
2: I guess next figures six...
0: that there's time for that later. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's.
2: Abenthe
1: is pretty old. He might die. He might um, die. So here's my guys. Hey, one minute spoiler. So like the next minute, just go ahead and skip that. All okay. right, Cz. Peter. When he when he goes to the mayor.
0: Yeah.
1: On the way back, why doesn't he stop and see
0: Abenthe? I know. Wait, no, I wait, sorry, mean, I guess sorry. he Probably doesn't pass by it. He goes but.
1: to a he goes to a Demray. Yes. But like, sure you don't. But then pass. he goes
0: back to the mayor. And then he goes back to the university, right?
1: Oh shit! No, you're right. After a demo, he read, totally he goes ends up back, to back at the university by
0: the end of the book.
1: Because he has to pay um, Debbie. Debbie back the one year and one day loan.
0: God, I don't remember any of that. I have to reread that book.
1: But she, he, he got like twenty talents from her for a year and a day. Oh, that's nice. Um, it was like a long term loan because he needed money to go in to actually get to the mayor to get some money. Or something like that. I forget exactly, but anyway, um, and he had like a bunch of valuable shit as his uh, collateral.
0: Right, gotcha.
1: Anyway, so like I don't know. I just feel like there's definitely breaks where he could go see Avanthi. Okay, back on. Okay. Spoiler. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm so glad our listeners know that it's time
1: to come back. It's kind of yeah. All right, guys, you hear me? All right, everyone, turn turn your put your headphones back on. All right, we're ready. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Avanthi, the best, possibly the best character very poorly explained
0: that's what makes him so fun though he's mysterious
1: yeah i know and it makes me sad because i want to know more about avanthi tell me
0: your secrets avanthi how did you end up where you are i'm glad you got a nice wife though
1: like a brewer wife yeah i know it like worked out great yeah we're talking perfect for avanthi yeah seriously well what was the line it was like they couldn't have made a better trap for avanthi if they tried yeah 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 i think his dad said that
0: yeah but it's nice
1: it's true it's like a perfect little life for Abbanthe.
0: <laughs> and he didn't get murdered by the Chandrian, so even better.
1: Yeah, for real though. I remember after that ha the, the Chandrian murder time happened, and I was like, man, at least Aventhy got out. Did you just call
0: it the Chandrian murder time?
1: Yeah. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
0: I was sad for Quoth and losing his family, but I was most sad for us that we didn't get to hear our song. song. Yes. I'm very excited very about it. He's all oh yeah, I know why the Chandrian do what they do, but I'm not gonna tell you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but you know how- Arlo Come on, me. man. I mean, I imagine we must find out what the, why the Chandrian do what they do in the third song. In the third book.
0: <laughs> um, all I can say is we better. Or Patrick Rothfuss will have hell to pay.
1: I will go to Patrick Rothfuss's house. <laughs> you <laughs> we'll know, in the him. four corners, because he clearly lives there.
2: <laughs> what?
1: Patrick Rothfuss has like definitely has like a wardrobe in his house that actually goes to this world, and he's just writing their history.
0: That would explain his world building skills.
1: Patrick Rothfuss is the chronicler.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> <cannon>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, that's awesome.
0: <coughs> no, but um, okay. Do you want to talk about Patrick Rothfuss and his world building?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the world.
0: It's okay. I, it boggles my mind how somebody can work on this for long enough
1: to finish it.
0: You know what I mean?
1: To go, this is done now.
0: I know! Like, he... like I get how he could write and publish The Wise Man's Fear, because he had already become a published author. Probably had, like, advances and deals and all that stuff, and he knew it is, that his fans loved him, etc., but, like, to just be like, I'm going to write a book. And I'm not saying he wasn't, like, a serious author before this or anything. I honestly don't know what his background is. But whatever I think about, ago, like, he writing a book, a quote, unquote, uh, it's like, no, that's too much work. <laughs> and uh, any book I would write would be way less fleshed out than this. And like he has such a rich world in his mind that he's put to paper and you know. Like you know when he mentions things in passing that he didn't just make up a word to fit in there. Like there's a background there and he's just not telling you cuz he doesn't have time to tell you. A lot or of it doesn't like, fit
1: in with the story. He picked a word from a language that's similar and slightly modified it. Like I was doing some reading on it. I didn't have, I don't have any specific examples, but sometimes it was like he picked a word from like some European language and he used it and then he modified it because all the other words he's kind of made up for like Eldvintic had a certain lilt to them or something. Okay. <clears throat> so he would do that cuz like he knows all right so Eldvintic or um name another language.
0: Uh wait, what do they call it? seal
1: Seeldish, sure. dish has a certain gruffness to it. Um that kind of it kind of resembles some of the um uh what do you, it's Russian, but not, they're not Russian. It's like the class of languages Russian belongs to. Oh, I forget. All right, well, Good it's like a like Russian isk Cyrillic? No, it's the alphabet. Um, but anyway, it's like a Russian isk esque you know, language, so he uses a word that's similar to Russian in sound and how the words come out, but not actually the Russian word. So he does do a lot of research into almost his root languages that exist in the real world.
0: That's really interesting. Um, that's good shit. You know, That's very Tolkien esque.
1: It is very Tolkien esque. I mean, I think I, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's the Tolkien of our time, but he, he really I is. I wouldn't fantastic- definitively
0: say he's not the Tolkien of our I, time, though. I also
1: wouldn't say that. We'll see mean, how the third book comes out.
0: Honestly, like, I think he's a lot better than George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin's very good in its own way, but I like there's a certain beauty to Rothfuss's writing that I feel like George R. 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 Martin's lacks, in my opinion.
1: My primary beef with George R. R. Martin is that his character killing has become sadistic.
0: It has become sadistic, and I feel like it's his books are just like they're they're kind of too ugly for me. Like I I like escapism in books, so like I still will not watch The Handmaid's Tale, nor will I read it. (laughs) It's too fucking real, and I'm not interested in depressing myself that way. So that's me jarring, and how I consume media. One of his books yeah I know it's like it's it's sort of unpleasant (laughs) honestly and I say this (laughs) as a person who read all of them as like a fan but I just comparatively speaking I find George R. R. Martin's books less pleasant
1: I am someone who likes to read to relax
0: exactly I don't want to feel stressed out
1: yeah the George R. R. Martin's books tend to make me they're very jarring and like you Um, can
0: create suspense and like have people invested in things without it being jarring you know
1: Look at Patrick Rothfuss. Exactly. Who does like, the, Who writes these elegant books with these sweeping stories that just seem to fit together so well? What I really like about these books is that it seems almost like like it's an actual story. Like this is such a, a well knit together thing that if things like Arcanus existed in the real world, I would think he was taking off some ancient history book.
0: Yeah, no, that's totally true. Everything's very well supported and elegantly built together, and reliant on sort of established parts of the reality. Like one of Quoth's biggest character traits, well, many—I should say—many of his biggest character traits come from his ethnicity as a Damaru, and it's if you don't know what Ru is, because it wasn't explained to you, then you would be missing out on a part of his character. So you have to understand what the Ru are. And you have to understand like how music works and, and performance in that society and the way that people think about them and all of the complex ways that his ethnicity affect both his personality and the way he interacts with the world.
1: And that's just for it, an example. Right. And kind of like a quick dovetail to that. He set himself up so early 'Cause in the very beginning, Kval says, Alright, like we Rue have been telling stories as long as there have been people sitting around campfires to tell them. Like right. before the written word, there was the Edima Rue telling stories.
0: Right.
1: Like, do not change a single word, we are the masters of the vocal word. Yeah. Or, of the of the spoken language. And Oral tradition. Yeah, exactly. He sets himself up from the get that he has to write the most beautifully crafted narrative he can. Right. After like, thinking he says, about
0: it for a night.
1: Yeah, he says, Kvoth came back and, and told a story, like, in the greatest tradition there's ever been. Yeah. And he had to meet that those expectations that he gave you through his character. Yeah. Like, true. what a pressure to put on yourself as an author from that, from just from the get.
0: He doesn't ever back down from that sort of a thing. That's just who he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, true enough. And he, I mean, he's also not afraid of locking himself into that. Like, as you mentioned, he kind of in a way screwed himself because he has to finish the story in the third book yeah unless close gonna wake him and go eh, actually chronic you need to stay here another day like that's <laughs> that's a cop-out and everyone will know it
0: yeah that's he true he
1: needs to finish it in one more book unless he cuts that's off that's what's it taking noon. so
0: long as him figuring out exactly how to do that without it being a cop-out
1: without it being eighty five thousand words
0: <laughs> exactly Pages, it'll turn sorry. out like our um our Babaverse episode, where we're like, actually, this is two episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, really, though. It's like, all right, and we break for lunch. The end. <laughs> book four, coming soon. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I kind of understand that difficulty he's having. I'm also very frustrated that The Doors of Stone or whatever it is, because that's actually not the official title yet. Is it not? No, it's still a, technically a working title. It's CC. not
0: freaking Goodreads, is that?
1: We don't know the real name of the book yet.
0: Ugh, Lord. Why does like, he tease us so?
1: He said re- in a recent interview, because I, I was ended up looking at a lot of his interviews, um, that it's not like, they are like, all right, so, well, I was telling you before we started the recording that Patrick Rothfuss has a standing rule that interviewers cannot ask, ask him about The Doors of Stone or whatever the third book will be. Right. And someone asked him specifically, like, oh, how's The Doors of Stone? And he goes, well, that's actually not the not technically the name of the book yet. <laughs> and and then also... Was that his dodge? Yeah, all, yeah that was basically his dodge because when people do it, He goes, I must assume, or at this point it's known, so any of you you worth their salt will research him in interviews before and will go, oh, don't ask him about the Doors of Stone. Right. Um, So Patrick O'Rourke is always, like, either dodges or ends the interview. He doesn't do it, like, in a dickish way, but he does kind of sidestep these things. Um, So, honestly, it might be official at this point, but I know in, like, the last four months he definitely was saying, eh, not so much, that's not so much it. That's not really the title.
0: I actually wonder if it, something changed. I,
1: I wondered know. that, but also it might just be him trying to keep as much mystery about the Doors of Stone as possible. Maybe. Like I that, Sorry. No, I didn't have anything important to say. Oh,
0: <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, I do worry, though, because uh, if you listeners are not aware, he has this like huge multimedia adaptation deal going on where they're going to make a movie series and a TV series and video games and, like, basically everything you can think of um, in this universe that he built and, like, with the characters. I- ironically, because I was thinking Name of the Wind would make a really good TV series, um, but ironically, I don't think it's going to be. I think the TV series is going to be unrelated and, and the actual King Killer trilogy is going to be movies. Which I don't know if I agree with, but... I
1: almost never agree with making an excellent book like this into a movie.
0: It's so big! There's so much! They'd have to make it into multiple movies.
1: Unless half of it is both sitting there reading and learning about shit, it cannot be... it is not enough.
0: That's true. That's extremely true. I mean, that wouldn't have made a good TV show, though, either.
1: (laughs) You're right, but I feel like there's... You have more opportunity to casually bring into the dialogue a story or something that tells this part of the history that Kvothe brought up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can do like flashbacks and stuff without it feeling weird. Yeah, exactly.
1: And you're not doing them constantly. Like you will have to do it if it's a movie.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I'm definitely the, definitely the good thing about this whole adaptation thing. I mean, there's lots of good about it, but my biggest thing is going to be the music. I have a lot of expectations about the music and Lin Manuel Miranda signed on to do all of it, so he better deliver. But I'm pretty sure he will because he's Lin Manuel Miranda.
1: Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda cannot. Everything he's touched has been gold in the last five years. Yeah,
0: he's like the creative director too. So I mean, I trust him, but he yeah, also hasn't really done too much in this medium yet. So we'll see. But no, he Sorry, hasn't. That's a, but that's a sort he's of. He's a... also
1: like apparently read this book series and loved it, and he was really excited to do this position. Yeah, and
0: he and Pat Rothfuss are tight. Apparently. Yeah. And Pat Rothfuss is like, no, I trust him to do a good job. The no, moment has called himself president of the Don't Fuck It Up
1: Committee, which, respect. Which is absolutely- <laughs> There has to be a Don't it. Fuck
0: It Up Committee, so I'm happy that there
1: is. Yeah, because there's such a- You know, I'm not sure how big the community around this book is.
0: I think it's like, big.
1: There's definitely a community. I think no this doubt. is
0: probably- It's probably the biggest fantasy series that has not yet been adapted to film
1: or TV. You think so?
0: And name a bigger one i can't exactly
1: fair enough <laughs> you've got me there
0: at least contemporary fantasy i mean there's probably old ones that are really big but i can't think of any off the top of my head that are bigger maybe like the broken earth trilogy but that's that's really new Hmm. i don't know
1: okay well anyway point is it's huge um i think yes and, and <laughs> i am very excited for it uh it to
0: that also doesn't have a deadline, though.
1: Yeah, so. there's no, I mean, I don't <laughs> We'll know. see when this, that this
0: comes out s- either. <laughs> we'll see when any of this comes out.
1: Or hopefully it does. <laughs> I yeah. really hope what I really fear happening is him letting it get ahead of the book series,
0: right? Like we all fear with Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hate to we'll keep, keep comparing this book series, but yeah, I, I really do not. <laughs>
0: But they're like they the, I would st- I would still say the two biggest contemporary fantasy series.
1: Yeah, definitely the two biggest high fi- like two high two fantasy series. Two biggest in my life. Uh, yeah, honestly. And mm. um, I don't know. I look. I really can't wait till this series to end. Like to for they see this conclusion. Finish <laughs> already.
0: T- no, I know. I know. Oh, I mean, but again, Patrick Office is obviously an extremely skilled and careful craftsman. So like, I don't mind him taking his time as long as I know that. I'm getting the book. So
1: apparently he's at he's very well known for doing endless, endless drafts. Yeah, and like people have to then and think about how many drafts he probably puts out and how many people times people have to read this book.
0: That's actually true. I hadn't thought about that side of it.
1: Like if you're an editor and he's like, "All right, here's a new draft," and you're like, "Oh my god, just let me publish this already."
0: I don't want to edit another book. It's fine. I don't even need to read it.
1: It's It'll be great. Rubber stamp. Go, go, go. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but he's sitting there like, all right, here's another thousand page book for you to read. Yeah. And I don't know. I can see that also being part of the reason this holds this up so much. Because, you know, if you're an editor. Sure. Although, I guess if you have Patrick Rothfuss as your client, you're probably- You're probably
0: only up. reading his
1: book at that point. Yeah, But you've also read this book a dozen times. So you probably start to come up with things, reasons not to read that book for a little while. <laughs> Maybe so.
0: Anyway, but do you anyways. want to talk about the story some more?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually like, yeah. Well. <laughs> um, After that little diversion. So, I love the university.
0: Yes, definitely. I love the structure of magic in this world. It's so
1: scientific. That's my favorite part about this one. And that's really why we chose this book, guys. Because we were like, all right, what's a good analytical fantasy book? Not just like, all right, and you use magic, bam. Magic is Magic. Magic is magic. You say these fun words, you say hocus pocus, and also that cow can fly now.
0: Like, it pains me to say,
1: but Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a pretty poorly constructed magic. Right, that's that's just magic magic, right? It's yeah. Not,
0: it's capital I think, M magic.
1: Yeah, exactly. It,
0: I mean, it's fine. It works in the universe, because the universe is, like, light and
1: whimsical in that,
0: in that sense. But
1: in that sense sure it's also dark as shit, not
0: not but, in every sense <laughs>
1: like all right this is not we're not gonna be again into this but like it's dark as shit guys Anyway, um,
0: but yeah no like this is a very honestly i would call the magical like i would call sympathy and obviously alchemy and all of that stuff sort of science artificing science it's very scientific
1: Well, you hear in the first lesson, I hate to, you know, quote or not quote him, but almost quote him, but in (coughs) Hem's first lesson, he was like, All right, you guys know all this flying shit? Like, All right, make things potion that makes you fly and, and all this shit, like that. Everyone thinks about magic. And he goes, That's all bullshit.
0: That's utter nonsense.
1: And I'm like, All right, fair, fair enough, Hem. Carry on. But
0: I mean, the universe walks this line, too, where it's like, That's all nonsense, but also naming the thing and it is acknowledged at least by the learned
1: yeah exactly the real the real people that know what they're talking about you no know, naming is a thing and there's no scientific basis for it yeah other than you know the name of a thing and you get to tell it what to do
0: <laughs> yeah we've never heard like a rational person really describe naming it's just sort of a of them being like you know names and kovos like i guess
1: <laughs> the, the names of things and your sleeping mind <laughs> exactly yeah and anyway but like before we get into that because i do want to talk about that a little more um, so I, I do I do really like that I love the idea of sympathy I think most of all and singledry, which is just written sympathy yeah basically like I, I love the idea that it's all about energy transference yeah and that really reinforces that science idea because
0: when they're saying there you're like oh you'll only get four percent transfer on that without that binding
1: you know yeah and it's all about energy like I love the energy transfer aspect because you sit down in a science class and one of the first things you learn, is energy cannot be created or destroyed only transferred from one medium to another. Right. And that's literally all they talk Like, that's all of sympathy. Yes. Like, half the time they're using their body heat or, like, a brazier to really amplify their power because there's so much energy coming off of that. Right, and the transference is low what have you. Yeah, exactly. And you need to kind of beef it up if you're only getting, like, a 50%. Yeah. Because even when he was using, like, the same, iron, like, two iron drabs, he got about 50% transference rate.
0: Um, No, I don't think that's true. When he he had... said
1: when he when he picked one up, when he was hanging with Abern- Abernathy, fuck, I almost said Abernathy. Um, <laughs> when he was hanging out with Abernathy, it was like, he was like, oh, and so theoretically when you pick one up, it feels the weight of two. That's not actually true because when you pick one up, it feels like the weight of three because oh, the yes. transference rate isn't that good. Yes, that is true. But that was iron to iron. He said his best transference rate was he broke a stick in half and tried that.
0: Yeah. But well, still... that makes sense because they've got that whole, like, consanguinity principle what up yeah, with that exactly.
1: poll <laughs> that was a I, I think I might have been able to do it but only because they probably mentioned it today conservation
0: to it. consanguinity what's the third one I think conservation is the third one
1: uh, and something about conference I think maybe like confer- conference conservation and consanguinity
0: mm.
1: or maybe it's it might be conservation conference and consanguinity
0: I don't think it's conference but it's fine
1: it doesn't matter. We're not sympathists.
0: <laughs> We're not. Sympathy doesn't exist. Except him. Patrick Rothfuss's wardrobe.
1: <laughs> his wonderful, wonderful mind.
0: <laughs> his wardrobe. I forgot about reference. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good reference, and it's headcanon, like I
1: said. No, really, though, because he, he really does manage to immerse himself in this world so well. He does. And build his history. Yes. Like, that's the thing that always really impresses me with authors like this, who build a history of the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Again, not to beat it dead horse, but it's Tolkien esque. Like it, I when Amber and I were in Iceland, there was a period of time where we were just reading about Sauron because he's got like this whole crazy backstory, <laughs> and it was really interesting. And I'm like, man, I had no idea. <laughs> and it's like that where there's just like layers on layers on layers, and like it's not even mentioned in the books, but it exists in his mind, and therefore it exists in that world. It's just not described.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: I love it. love it. Respect it. Could never do it. And respect it all the more for it.
1: Yeah. Could never, ever, ever do it. You gotta have a very special kind of mind. And you got it, Pat. And a crazy work ethic. Yeah. Because you imagine the thousands of hours he must be committing to each of these books, but specifically the third one.
0: I need to find out if he was a full-time author when he wrote the first one. Because if he's not, I literally don't know how he did it. Uh,
1: He probably spent ten years writing it.
0: Probably, and then I mean, in all honesty, another let's see. If the I guess it was 2007. The first one came out, and then the second one came out four years later, and now we're still waiting, <laughs> six years on, no mention of a release date. Which um,
1: is pretty disappointing.
0: <laughs> hey, he's a craftsman. We gotta let him work. He's an artificer. Let's talk about the university some more.
1: All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's stop griping about how this book is never coming out.
0: <laughs> no, it'll come out. It will. I believe. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, anyway, so the university. What? What else about the university? Um,
0: art is super cool.
1: Artificing's is definitely super cool. I want to work in the
0: fishery very badly.
1: Uh yeah, Kelvin sounds like an awesome person. I fucking
0: love Kelvin he's um terrific
1: i like that kilvin's name is almost kelvin
0: that's true i didn't notice <laughs>
1: yeah so that's fun <laughs> i do enjoy that but bit.
0: man i wish when i was in college i could just like work in a shop and make cool stuff and sell it that would have been great
1: <laughs> yeah that's, I a, mean, that's a really gig. cool thing
0: but yeah, no, I, I, the, and I do honestly, I like that the structure of the university is so like dependent on your relationship with the master you study under and everything. I think it's really interesting, and the way that they have sort of their council of all the masters and they all make decisions together when it comes to student discipline and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it backfires when you have professors or masters who just have total like vengeance, or or like spiteful relationships with students. Like him, obviously. Which he's is kind crazy. of a dick about it and like kind of a child, and they're just like, oh, him. He's such a cranky boy. Yeah, how is no one else better for that job? I mean, he must just be a really brilliant rhetorician. Isn't he a rhetor- master rhetor- rhetorician? rhetorician. Maybe he just
1: argues with them to get him the job.
0: Good point. To be fair, he doesn't make great arguments. Like, so after Ambrose breaks Quoth's loot, he's like, you can't be charged with theft and destruction of property. It's like, bitch, what?
2: <laughs> what are you,
0: you
1: Of course you can. You... Why
0: wouldn't you be able to be? That's so insane. He's like, oh, no, they're contradictory. No, they are not, sir. You're dumb. You're a very no, bad writer. The, the theft
1: is one thing. <laughs> it's an action. It's not like I'm The destruction of with... property is an additional action. It's not like he's charging with possession of stolen property. Yeah, exactly. Like he's charging him with theft and with destruction. Both of those have happened. Get over it, him. Yeah, oh man, it's ridiculous.
0: I also find interesting the structure of admissions, where you're like, just, oh my god, it sounds so stressful. You're in a panel in front of all the professors, basically. All, like, the tenured professors get to ask you whatever they want. Yeah, that's horrifying. And you could have to do it the same day you find out that you have to do it.
1: Yeah, it's the worst game. (laughs) It's so bad. It's a shitty game. Oh,
0: Lordy. I don't like that aspect. (laughs) And then it affects how much you have to pay. Also, I do like that. I do kind of- I both like it. I know. I like it from a practical standpoint. I don't like it from an oh my god, that stresses me out standpoint. I wouldn't like it if I was a student there, but I'm not, so I can like it regularly.
1: Yeah. Okay, so- Here's the other thing about the university and, like, him holding grudges and their admission system. The university is the center of higher learning in the entire world.
0: It is not a university. It would appear to be the university.
1: Yeah. So, it's definitely the only university. I think it's ATOR, right? Yes. So, it's definitely the only university in ATOR. But you have, like, like Vint- like um like Vintus Nobles coming to learn there. Yes. It seems like the only center of higher learning in the entire world. It sure does. This is a crazy way to run that only center of learning. What do you mean with people
0: being obnoxious like him?
1: Yeah, with people are being obnoxious with like, if you are truly like that kind of university, you are like the only one in the world. I feel like you have to have higher standards for your students. Mm, and like, then what? Like, like conduct standards. Like people like Amber's, yeah. or honestly, people like both. Yeah. Quoth some shit and he shouldn't be allowed to stay.
0: I mean, okay. I think what Quoth did to him was like, no bigs. Because him basically asked for it. And it was basically Quoth's second day. He hadn't even heard of Malfeasance, really. Like, he was not oriented. They need orientation on one. for one thing. Yeah. Like, not hey, just don't bring pick open a random flames. student and be like, show him around.
1: Yeah. Like, don't damn bring it, Simmons, you didn't warn him about
0: Malfeasance. Oh, God, that
1: sucked. Oh, it hurts me. Yeah, someone who, like, loves books and would love the idea of the stacks.
0: Oh, I hate it.
1: Um, Just like, oh,
0: that he fell for it. And that Ambrose took his money. It's so petty. It's so rich. I know, a whole fucking talent.
1: It wasn't like, here's a jot. Like, give me a jot and you can go in. It was a talent.
0: But, I mean, that was also kind of close fault because he, like, took his edge off. And that's the thing. All of his behavior with the archives is so irritating because it's always just bullheaded, like does not understand the rewards of patience, desire to get in the archives. It's like, you have access now. You don't need to go now. You can wait until tomorrow or even tonight. When
1: just you're not drugged. In hour when you're not drugged.
0: Yeah. You very thoroughly knew what you were getting into when you had this anesthetic and you knew what the effects were going to be. Why did you put yourself in this situation? You dumb piece of shit. You could have just waited. Yeah. It's just, oh God. it makes me very
1: upset. I mean, all the, most of the batch of that happens to him is his own doing. No, like uh, some of it, obviously not, but like should like I that.
0: and killing his family, not his fault.
1: Not his fault. His dad's, dad's fault. fault. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it was his dad's fault.
0: It was his dad's <laughs> fault. Um, and then, eh, 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 his poverty in Tarbien, not really his fault, I would say. But, I guess, I mean, Ambrose is like, rivalry of Ambrose, he doesn't make it better. And he did kind of start it, but he also kind of started it because Ambrose was being a dick to him. So,
1: slash He to started it because Ambrose was being creepy with Fella.
2: Yeah,
0: that's really that's where, it, that's all where it started in earnest. I feel like they had an interaction before that that was unpleasant, but like it really became a vendetta because I Ambrose don't think was so, like CC. being rapey. I think he did, but it's not. It doesn't matter. And it's not important. Point is, it started in earnest when um, he was like kind of helping fella out, helping a fella out. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I hate you. That was a bad joke.
0: It was. That's what the listeners come here for. <laughs>
1: Yeah, true enough. True enough. C. <laughs> uh, anyway, it doesn't. But like, then, then I think it really gets going because
0: because of Jackass, Jackass.
1: Well, well, okay. Yes, but also Ambrose got in trouble because Kvoth got caught in stacks with an open flame.
0: That was Ambrose's fault.
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously. But who do you, you think can't Ambrose hold that
0: against Kvoth?
1: Who do you think Ambrose is going to blame it on? Ugh, he's such a shit. He is a shit. <laughs> do not. It's like true. Him. Obviously. <laughs> But yeah, Jackass Jackass was when it became like
0: Jackass Jackass really. Kicked was it trying in the to kill hair. him. Yeah, like literally, and that also was very brushed off. It's like he he sends some hitmen after me.
1: No, no big, big deal. Big deal.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go away for a couple days, and then when I come back, everything's fine, and I'm not worried about it anymore for some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about the the wedding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, All right, interesting let's ke- stuff Yeah,
1: this is going to be a long episode um, Yes but we That didn't. was such a cool thing though
0: Oh, the mass murder was cool?
1: Yeah, well that that <laughs> little piece of lore That Patrick Rothfuss threw in there a- cause, like, So what, what was it? They built the house on a barrow Which is a bad idea
0: But it wasn't really uh-huh. a barrow It was a hill fort Well, now According hold
1: on oh, It wasn't a hill fort
0: both thought it was a hill fort. He was yeah, like, but they don't have arrows around here.
1: He found an ancient, like, tablet inside of a stone structure underground. All right, maybe it was a hill fort. Which, by the way, is that just a hill? What? Like, the hill forts. They're like, yeah, this is a hill fort. And, like, it sounds like it's just a hill with some stone. <laughs> <laughs> like- no, I believe the structure was built on the hill.
0: The ruins of which were eventually covered up with dirt.
1: Okay. Um, I actually think I'm now confusing this with something in the ga- in Games of Thrones.
0: Stop saying the name wrong.
1: What, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Moving on. Um, but they, at one point, uh, what's his name? The 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 John Snow, is that, that his name? That's the person. And like he's going north, and they ended up like chilling in this like hill that has these tall stones surrounding it. And they're like yeah, an ancient civilization put these here to defend themselves. Oh.
0: It's been a really long time since I read the first book.
1: Yeah, I'm almost 100% sure that happened either in the funny. first or second book. Anyway, it's a weird memory for me, but that I think I may be me confusing it with those. Okay. Anyway. No, there's no um, stones up there. Okay. Well, th- no, they used the stone under the hill. Yeah, the it's fort all buried. To build the house. It's Ancient, well, ancient ruins. Well, I mean, he, he dug it up, though.
0: Um, yes, that's the, the point. Yeah, it's ancient ruins. He used the stones to build the house. He found an urn, a big old urn with like very true to life illustrations of the chantry of and the Mid-Signs.
1: Yeah. So that was um that was weird.
0: It was interesting. Also, also to be talked about Master Ash. Yeah. Do you have a theory for him? Uh, Cuz he's he's obviously important, right? He's what? not just hey, a weirdo for being right. a weirdo's
1: sake. Here, here's a theory, Cece. Okay. It's Halifax. Halifax. Halifax.
0: Halifax is a city.
1: <laughs> that is.
0: Peter definitely read this book, guys, I
1: promise. I read it three times. I'm just bad with names. And this, na- this book is literally <laughs> <Halifax>. names. <laughs> no, Halifax,
0: you can't see his face. Here's my well, theory it's one of the Amir.
1: It's one of the Amir. But they're writing a positive story about Lanre. Her her song is a positive telling of Lanre's story.
0: That's true. Well, That's okay, true. Guys, guys, being spo-
1: spoilers, being uh, Spoilers. Well, we, they know about Lanre being Haliax. But
0: That's in the great.
1: second book, we learn that her sto- her song is the opposite, basically, of what Scarpe... Uh, Scarpy, I don't know why I said Scarpe. Scarpe's Scarpe. story he told. Scarpe.
0: Sounds like an Italian food.
1: Uh, yeah, it's definitely a kind of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Scarpy's story in, in the the in the tavern in Dockside is like the opposite of what Denna's song is, which Master Ash is encouraging and helping her to write.
0: Damn, it couldn't possibly be Cinder, is it? Because I know that um, that was it. Dioc was like, oh, she left with somebody with uh, white hair. Or like I think Cinder is hair. more
1: likely or one Sorry, of the he other
2: champions.
0: <laughs> listeners, he has a French accent in the in the audiobook.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: probably weird for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that for a
1: minute. <laughs> he, does, he does have a French accent in the audiobook. <laughs> and I'm not God sure if it's French. French. It's access. definitely a cool accent. It's though. Frenchish. It's French esque. It's French it's, enough. It's Patrick Rothfuss's derivation of French accent. Well, I'm it. sure he's like, this is the 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 i don't know uh, other people's accent i, I couldn't think of another city that i haven't like it's another civilization that i haven't already named but anyway.
0: uh i don't know because one of them he said might be real i think he said diak might be real or maybe stanchion i actually forget which one is which
1: diak's Deok, the doorman right door yeah yeah, yeah by so he,
0: the so stanchion i think he was saying stanchion might be real
1: oh interesting i forgot about that um okay I would believe it's one of the other Chandrian before I believe it's one of the Amir because it doesn't seem like the Amir would beat Denna. uh
0: I don't know though I can see it taking that kind of a turn where it's like yeah the Amir like are pretty virtuous and everything but they do what it takes to deal with the Chandrian and like that's their mission and nothing will stand in its way even I can't think against of a, way women a little bit that that would help the Amir's cause though yeah, but we know very little about any of these
1: people. I guess you're right, but it seems. I'm just cool like saying Amir... it's
0: either Chandrian or Amir. <laughs> it's one of them.
1: That's fair. <laughs> Is
0: Master Ash?
1: I'm going. If it's the Amir, okay, here's my theory. If it's the Amir, it's an attempt to draw Haliax or the other Chandrian, and because we mind. learned that the Amir can disappear from human eyes, so. True. And I guess make them only sell- make themselves appear when they want to. Right. And they can also fly. So, what if he's just chilling and watching Denna all the time oh. and then occasionally appears as Master Ash? No, I don't like it. To <laughs> wait for the Chandrian to come. And he's using her as bait.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because, like, he brought her to the thing, to the to the wedding. I guess, under the. Uh, having known that the. Probably. Okay, here's the thing. So, m- uh, Moffin. Unearth the M- Market farm, yeah. The amir find out about it. Go to Imray to find, like, a singer who they can hang with for whatever reason. Unclear as of yet. Take her to the farm. Try to get the Chandrian. Ah, oh, we didn't get the Chandrian. And then they're like, I have an idea. The Chandrian hate it when they're talked about. We're gonna talk about them. And then well, has her write the song about Lanre.
1: The only issue with that theory is that they don't care if they're talked about they care if the truth comes out.
0: Yeah, if they're talked about accurately.
1: <laughs> yeah, they because there's the the children's rhyme about the Chandrian, and maybe some of that's true, but like no, first of all, it's widespread enough where they can't just kill all the kids. But second <laughs> of all, like
0: not that they wouldn't.
1: There's not yeah, they totally would. Although they didn't kill tell kill Quoth Kavoth for some reason. I just did a bad job speaking. They got there.
0: distracted. That's all, that's all it was. Haliax was like, "No, you should totally kill him," and then it was like, "Oh shit, the Amy are coming," and then they bounced.
1: No he didn't. No, he said, stopped send him to
0: the sweet embrace of sleep. That's fancy talk for kill him. That's fancy know. depressed man talk for kill him.
1: I I read that as like they could actually put him to sleep just to get rid of him. I don't I didn't I feel like Kaliaks would say like would just say kill the boy.
0: I think Kaliaks is basically stop fucking with him, just like end it.
1: I don't know. We'll see in the third book. Maybe maybe
0: i don't think they're gonna be like and by the way i meant to kill you
1: <laughs> no no but like i think there might be some dialogue or some context that'll get revealed or maybe the meaning the chandrian have certain powers like or maybe sleep powers or maybe Haliax just doesn't <laughs> like killing kids maybe that comes out uh
0: there were for sure kids in mere terennial hey do you want to talk about fucking hyacinth and his bullshit logic sure it sucks
1: I All guess right, he's cool. supposed
0: to be driven mad. <laughs> but, like, the idea that he's like, hmm, you thought I was a good person. I'll show you. Hey, didn't I show you? <laughs> like, that whole thing is is so irrational. I mean, obviously, but he was driven mad. I guess. Shit. Like, it was... I mean, it was very affecting when... um, When... Oh, God. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Celitas was like... Good pull. Yeah, I know, Susie,
1: impressive pull. Thank you.
0: Um, Salatas is like, you know, there's still beauty in the world. I'm like, I want to help you find it because you're such a beautiful person, and I love Salatas. But then uh, Lanre shouts, like, there is no joy, and, like, flips out about how there can be no happiness in this world because, like, every flower that tries to grow is choked by weeds. I mean, it's a very affecting speech. It's very sad. But... Also, it doesn't make any sense to be like, no, I'm just going to kill everything <laughs> instead.
2: I'm going What's to, to sow salt people so suffering? that not
1: even weeds can grow. He thinks that, he decides that it's better for there to be no life than there for it to be life that's so marred by by horror and, and by loss. That's stupid. It's like a really extreme form of suicide. Like, you know, because he tried to kill himself. Like, that's, ba- that's alluded to that he said, like, can you kill me? I've tried like what i me- cannot die
0: what piece of media is it where the character is having the most elaborate suicide ever by trying to destroy the whole universe
1: i have no idea
0: that is something and I, it's something i like and i can't
1: remember what it is <laughs> okay
2: i
0: can't believe you don't know
1: i do not know cc oh. i'm sorry i failed you this time millie would know <laughs> i don't think that's true <laughs> <laughs> hey listeners anyway. if you know Tell me. <laughs> Email signifying nothing network at gmail.com. com. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so. That. It's like a really elaborate. I mean, it's not a suicide because he can't die, so he's like, all right, well, I can't stop suffering. I might as well stop everyone else from stopping suffering.
0: So selfless.
1: I mean, <laughs> Thanks, it's, like curing, it's like curing hunger by killing everyone.
2: Like, yeah, I no, it is.
1: And just because not everyone's hungry doesn't mean. Well, some people are. Everyone's been hungry at some point. He's expecting that hunger is inevitable. Yeah, sadness will happen regardless. In a way, you're right. Sadness always happens in life. life you just apparently lost. didn't
0: have anything else going on except your
1: wife. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he's not even like, all right, I must finish. Like, it was not even like a part of, I'm going to finish this war, then I'll try to kill myself. He was ready to peace out. Yeah, he was bailing on everybody. In this great war of, basically, survival between them and this unknown, shadowy foe.
0: Yeah, who was the foe?
1: Hey, easy. You want to hear my theory? Yeah. There's some sort of enemy. It's in another world, almost like the Fey Realm. I'm willing to bet there's a dark Fey Realm.
0: Um, there's darkness within the Fey Realm, but go on.
1: Okay, or that. And that managed to escape to the world, and it was finally beaten back and destroyed. By the empire, at some not even the empire. The empire fell, but like by humans, and that's why the empire's knowledge was lost. Cellatos and, yeah, and his homeboys, yeah, Cellatos and his homeboys pushed back the evil, like united whatever humanity was left. Because I'm sure they're not all in cities. That doesn't. That's not how that works. Uh, <laughs> pushed back the evil, and locked them behind the doors of stone. In the basement mm, of the university,
0: in the basement of Patrick Ross's
1: in <laughs> Patrick Hoffman's basement that's where the evil waits
0: <laughs> did you say in the basement of the university though
1: yeah in the stone, in the copper stone door
0: the foreplay door
1: yeah yes that's because the
0: secret entrance is not through the foreplay
1: door right <laughs> no 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 that's not what that is okay but that's also, what I always like, think it is it I always think that's copper. gonna be
0: it then I'm like oh wait I was wrong <laughs> he,
1: and you know what Cece, you know what reinforces that theory Hmm. how's all that copper and shit and that's how they were I think clearly copper has some sort of excellent like containing properties, because that's how they managed to contain, um, Elodin when he went mad. Copper? Yeah, I remember there was a huge copper door in the rookery wow. in his room. There was copper lining in the walls. This the, theory could have legs. What? This theory could have legs. Oh, yeah, no, I think there's some grounds to this theory. Something Especially walking... because
0: Elodin does the whole thing at the end of the book where he's like, oh, yeah, this, like, the Arcanum used to be all Namers, and, like, you can only be a part of it if you were a Namer, basically.
1: Yeah, imagine if it was the head. If it was like the department, like the operations head.
0: Oh shit! Because um, was a namer.
1: Yeah, Selatos was a namer,
0: and had his his party of namers, presumably.
1: Yeah, I'm mean, assuming something, or he taught people naming. Yeah. To use the, to fight back against the evil. Right. Yeah, this is my theory.
0: It's a good theory. I'm I think into it's a it. good
1: theory. Yeah, I'm I'm about it. I'm pretty into it. Anyway, um, I also want desperately want to know more about the old empire. About the cities and about that war so badly.
0: I know. This is why I'm saying he needs to come out with like a storybook. If he's not going to come out with the real next book, he needs to come out with a storybook about this. the tales of Scarpy. I know, I know. I want to know more about Scarpy himself. What's his deal? Why is he well, connected I mean... with the church and like also a an old sailor who tells stories at a dockside bar? Like, what's his deal? Why does he know uh, so much?
1: It's so. I mean, I guess you know he travel enough.
0: I wonder if he's real. <laughs> So anyway, that's the solution.
1: Now. Everyone's real. Everyone's
0: real. That's the answer.
1: Everyone that's good stories is real. Truth. <laughs> Cece, that's racist. <laughs> what are you, a rue or something? <laughs> that was a pretty good story you told. You freaking rue. <laughs> you
0: rue bastard.
1: You rabble.
0: <laughs> For some reason, do you ever get like sentences stuck in your head? Yeah. I ha-
1: <laughs> I've I'm had not stuck gonna in my head saying. the
0: exchange where quote's like I'm just gonna pretend that I'm too lazy to translate the adamantitas to the edema drip and pretend that it actually means Nigeria. <laughs> like that particular exchange has been stuck in my head
1: I honestly don't know what you mean
0: but, Okay, Kvoth says something to um, to Ambrose that implies that he has gonorrhea and Willem is explaining this to Sim, and he uses the um, Sealdish word, which means the edema drip. Like edema Oh, 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 And goes like,
1: that's racist.
0: Because it is. But <laughs> for some reason, that exchange has been stuck in my head. But it's there's very, like an it's idiom. a very strange exchange to have in my head. The Sealdish
1: idiom is the edema drip.
0: Yeah, and that's what he used instead of, like, I guess, the biological word for it.
1: Right. Okay. right and Will's and like all right yeah i remember that's changed on he's like i'm gonna let that one go
0: i'll let that slide
1: yeah i i don't think time. Willem actually meant it that way no he certainly didn't because he's like the best Will
0: so terrific they're so terrific
1: uh wilson and minette
0: minette's pretty great too i relate to
1: minette
0: <laughs> i love, like you tried to be minette i tried to be minette a little bit he's like i'm just gonna hang in school forever and it's fine But the thing is, Minette was making enough money to pay for school, so...
1: Yeah, you can make money in school and pay for school. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so you can reliably be Minette. And he keeps his tuition low. He's kind of got a great system going on. Although I feel like being an Arcanist and, like, having a personal life outside of the university do not seem to be... They they seem to be mutually exclusive. Like, you've never heard of any of them having
1: spouses. That's... Fair. There's gotta be an Arcanist out there that has like a like a wife and kids.
0: Avanthi, <laughs> he's the only one.
1: Avanthi now, has and it a took wife. him
0: long enough. He's like was super far from the university, both in time and space. Maybe that's why he left. He felt so lonely. <laughs> he was like, I need a family. Bye. <laughs> and they're like, Get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a family. <laughs> Knowledge is your family. <laughs> Lauren's just hugging his books. <laughs> I love Lauren. <laughs> Lauren's like, you stay away from my archives. So, one thing I love about this book, I think we should get to wrapping it up soon.
0: <laughs> what? Um, Why? It's we're only in been an 70
2: minutes.
1: minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, one thing I do love about Lauren, though, and, and this book in general, is just kind of the isms. Like, the Rothfuss-isms. Yes. Like, there, there are... What is it? There's, like, two things all men fear... Or, no, Three Things All Men Fear. I can't remember the third one, but it's, like, um... Isn't it a... Like a storm in a calm sea.
0: A moonless night.
1: Yeah, and then the anger and of the a righteous man. And the anger of a gentleman. A gentleman. Yes. Like, that's such a good line.
0: It is a very good line, especially if you say it properly, which we did
1: not. Which we did not, especially if you wrote it down ahead of time and did an appropriate amount of prep work for your podcast. Yeah. What you've been doing for a year? It's a bonus episode. It's a, bonus like episode. <laughs> it's a We know the fuck we want. We are freewheeling. We
0: make our own rules.
1: <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, I love those. Or um, or like regularly when it's like uh, only fools and priests are fearless. Yeah. Like that comes up a lot. I like how everything's in groups of three. Like Bast, I'm telling you three times.
0: Oh yes, I, that must be a Fey thing, though. I think it's a Fey thing. I think because three- he only does it with Bast.
2: Well, he and Bass that says, like, Bass. three
0: times I own you to Chronicler, which is so great. Bass uh, gets yeah. very graphic when he threatens Chronicler, and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, but also, you're very cool.
1: <laughs> but also, Bass, I very much enjoy you, yes.
0: But Bass, um, you do you, baby. Keep on shining, you beautiful star. He's stock. kind of a
1: player, which I don't like.
0: I don't care.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, didn't split that to go that way. <laughs> I know. You, can, you can play, it's fine. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) it's not really an important part of the story so it doesn't affect me i don't know it's why he hasn't read tila centorum
0: (laughs) that's true that was also not love bast that was a really weird pool i don't know if it was right though tila centorum isn't it tin i don't think so okay well
1: (laughs) awkward oh well (laughs) <laughs> that was closer than i've gotten on how
0: many of She exchanges that we had this conversation where one of us is like it's this and the other one's like is it and then okay. it just awkward pauses i hope you edit this out <laughs> nope
1: <laughs> i do not have time
0: it's a raw baby <laughs>
1: Yeah, guys, for the record, when I tell Cece like, nice pull, and she remembers a ridiculous name from, like, we mentioned, like, three times, she's actually doing that. I'm not cutting out, like, three minutes of dead silence as we look it up. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. We almost is... never look things up, and then when we do, we tell you, and you can hear we, us typing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you hear typing in the background, because I am bad at editing, and these episodes are over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that's too much editing for me and also we do it always like three days before it releases so i do not have time <laughs>
0: i'm gonna see her in college say three days because really it's like three hours
1: usually it's the day before it's, yes
0: or the day of it <laughs> listen we're not very good at we this. do our best
1: <laughs> all right our best is just not that great um so yeah i love sh- like just like shit like that that just gets sprinkled in there um yeah uh, it's just it's so good it i mean it's so again much- it's
0: all it's all just color for the universe like all the all the lore and the background stories and all that that's the lines but like the
1: language is the color yeah for the record this video game that's coming out i don't want any of the real characters being i want to like be in the shadow war like the war between the empire and the shadows that would be awesome or like i want to be skyrim esque also very appropriate also be very cool would work very well I would very much enjoy that. You just sort Patrick. of like
0: occasionally bump
1: shoulders with things Listen, that are like Easter eggs, practically for the book. Patrick Rothfuss, since you're obviously listening to this podcast,
0: since you're listening, because you. you're clearly first of first of all, not writing, listening.
1: Yeah, clearly you're not writing the third book, so you must be listening to every piece of media that mentions your books. That's why we're I not going to give shit. He
0: won't like us.
1: I love you, Patrick. Yeah, well, he's already listening to it, Take so we time. got him now. We got him hooked. <laughs> he's hooked. We got our, our hooks quality in him. content. <laughs> anyway. um... So, so listen to Peter's ideas about your video game. Yeah, listen to my ideas about your video game. I've played plenty of them. I really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, also, if you could go ahead and make me write about all the theories I presented during this episode, that would be super cool.
0: I would feel real sweet about that.
1: Yeah, I would feel really good about that. And maybe, like, a little shout-out, like, name one of the characters Peter. That's not that hard. There might already be a Peter. Well... Let's go. It's, but it's in, like, a story Scarpy told three, <laughs> three, three days before Kvothe met him. Because clearly Patrick Ruffis has
2: those planned out. He has them
0: planned out. And he's just like, but what day did Kvothe go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, like, half serious, too. That's the scary part.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm 75% serious. <laughs> Patrick Ruffis. Here's the amazing thing about him. He definitely lives in this world. In almost like a way that crazy people live in their own world,
0: <laughs> but it's okay because he does it for us.
1: I think he has a minor psychosis.
0: That's listen. I don't care. Genius like, oh, no, and madness sure. often look the same. Listen, I am sure in. you are. That is that in a loaded line? No,
1: that should be in a loaded line.
0: Yeah, true. But he wants people to think he's mad,
1: right? But, like, that's, I don't know, that just sounds like something you drop randomly and they go, Wait, like, are you brilliant? Wait, have you
2: been drinking us?
1: <laughs> he definitely he is. is. Have you been fucking with him? I mean, he's, yeah, he's, like, a, he's like Extreme Dumbledore. He was the chancellor at like 35. <laughs> I know, it's pretty <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> it's like, imagine being the president of a university at 35. I do
0: love the brief glimpses of Sirius Solodon, like when he fixes Croth after Croth calls the wind. I'm like, hey, yeah, he, here like, here you are.
1: Yeah, he becomes very put together and is like, I must actually not, not be a jackass now. Like, I have to
0: actually look after a student for once in my life.
1: Yeah, although he didn't call the wind to save both from breaking multiple ribs. That's true.
0: So. But he also was very surprised. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh,
2: fuck. Oh, shit, he just jumped <laughs> off this building. <laughs> I, just, I just
1: imagine in slow motion him just, like, dropping his mouth, like, uh... <laughs> leaps away fucking okay, swan dives off the rookery's roof i also think there's part of him that was like yeah he deserves that <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna let him get this idiot just he watched a, off a roof because i told him to he deserves
0: know. to crack his ribs
1: open you know what a great way to learn is practical experience
0: <laughs> consequences
1: pain. <laughs>
0: pain oh man we haven't even talked about the rookery or like Ari, or any of the crazies Or, um, or, oh,
1: God, CC, riding croc belief. Give me the word. Ailer? Ailer. Yeah. First, first of all, I love the idea. I
0: do too. Basically the idea that like, (laughs) just the strength of your conviction, first of all, is the tool by which you wield sympathy and magic, essentially. Magic exists in this world with the exception of aiming.
1: I'm so mad that this is real you ever go a fancy book, you're like, I'm so pissed this isn't a real thing.
0: Man, this is, like, so much better than the real world, and it's stupid natural laws.
1: Damn it. <laughs> it's, like, almost worse in a way than when you read a sci-fi book, and you're like, man, I'm so pissed I don't live in the future. Yeah, yeah. It's, because at least the future could, if, like, we had a ridiculous amount of advances, like. You could see uh, it happen. Like, as, as you also know, the first commercial supercomputer, or not supercomputer, quantum computer was released recently.
0: Actually, oh, we should do Timeline ASAP in honor of that.
1: We should do timeline ASAP. I agree, um, but yes, we yeah, should so put first- it on
0: our timeline. Sorry,
1: uh, um, beneath us both. But the first quantum was re- recently, so like <laughs> it's conceivably possible that we could have a huge technological jump because of the processing capacity of these computers. That's true. So, like theoretically, the sci-fi stuff could exist. You know, in fifty years, um, in fifty years, sympathy will not s- still not exist. <laughs> Yes. In a thousand years, sympathy will still not exist.
0: But, like, okay, so the idea of um, the duels that they do in Elksadal's class, it's, like, it. it's so cool. Just them and their will and a little bit of science mixed in. And yeah.
1: knowing fighting each other <laughs>
0: It's really cool.
1: It was a really cool idea.
0: Yeah. It was just really um, interesting. I love it's such the It's a wonderful sides.
1: magic system. I love it so much. I love the asides in this because, like, in Harry Potter, you see the duel, and it's like, oh, like when they have the, the start the dueling club, and it's like, oh, yeah, they just had a duel. No big deal. But, like, it's such a cool thing that Patrick Office just slid in there that Gavoth like, gave. Oh, crime. I literally. S- Savoy. Wait, Savoy? Savoy. Savoy. God, I'm so bad with these names. <laughs> Um, we just talked about Savoy too before we started recording. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Savoy gave Savoy money beforehand to bet on it. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. just I love that like little tidbit added in there. That's true.
0: You come into it like as it's already been happening. You're not you don't have to be introduced to it at the beginning. So mm-hmm. like there's already an established practice and everything, and people are betting and all that.
1: Yeah. Um, I also just real quick about the sympathy thing. Mm-hmm. I think the idea that like. First of all, I think seepage, which I don't think we talk about in this book at all. Maybe not. I kind of don't I, remember what it is. Seepage is when you do a transference, the energy's got to go somewhere, and part of it goes into the sympathist. Uh, so, like, on major, major things, if you don't have some sort of route for that energy to not go in your body, you can actually heat up. Okay. Um, and, like, burn up. But also, binder's chills, which is the converse of that, when you pull too much energy out of your body, is a crazy cool idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, though.
1: Oh, it absolutely makes sense. Like, well, you have you... to have a
0: source of energy, and if you're using yourself, you're taking your heat
1: energy away. Your body will yeah. freeze and die. I don't know why you wouldn't just kind of keep a little smudge of dirt in your pocket, or like, ash in your pocket from a brazier.
0: I don't know that that would quite fit it. I think it has to be a fire.
1: I don't think that ash is the same as fire, really. Um, nope, second book. Oh, well, I don't remember that. In the second book, when he's, like, starting his duel, he's doing the duel with, um, when he's going after Ambrose and okay. he's, like, breaking into Ambrose's place, he takes some ash from the, uh, fire, from the front or from the, the hearth, there we go, at Anchors and takes that with him to use as a heat source.
0: Oh. Well, then I don't know why you wouldn't do that all the time either.
1: I think it's just a, I think it's just a matter of, But first of all, it's kind of inconvenient to carry on ash.
0: It's probably a really ball. bad, um, transfer. Right?
1: Well, the the think. distance does affect it.
0: Yeah, that that would make sense,
1: too. Anyway, doesn't matter. But, yeah, I <laughs> agree with you. The, the whole idea of the, the ailer, the riding crop of belief, where they can do that. But the coolest part of it is they learn how to break their mind into parts. Yes. And, like, do shit like hiding the pebble from, like, hiding a pebble in your mind from yourself. That is really and, interesting. And when Kvothe was learning about it, he was talking about how he was, like, it was kind of disturbing at times because you would like play the game with yourself and you break your mind into two parts and then you would spend a half hour looking for it and you'd go like all right fine other half of me where is it and he goes haha I never hit it (laughs) and like being outsmarted and fucked with by yourself
0: (laughs) it is it is really interesting but it also plays into the idea that like the way that the university trains your mind can in some cases cause you to go mad if you're not made of sturdy stuff
1: I think the similarity I kind of drew is, so CC, and I, CC was an engineering student, I currently am, and one of the things they talk about all the time is that engineering school teaches you a lot of tools to do engineering, but also it teaches you, like, a different way of thinking. hmm Like, an, an engineering mindset, that's why, that's, like, part of the reason why companies want to hire you, even if you're not going to do a technical job.
0: Right. You have that sort of problem-solving.
1: Yeah, exactly. Problem-finding. You approach problems differently, and you try to learn to simplify them to a, a much easier and manageable piece. Right. Like, Quantify them, sort of. Yeah, exactly. In a different way, that's how I kind of think of, of the university. Like, you come there, and you join the Arcanum, and they're like, all right, everything you learned, like, the way you learned how to think before is not helpful anymore. Right. We're going to break it down and bring your, your thought process to a standstill and change the whole thing. Right. Yes. Obviously, engineering school is not like that. But like, I always kind of thought about it as that. Like the university. I don't know. I feel things. like a lot
0: of people have ended up in <laughs> asylums
1: from engineering school,
0: based uh, on how they remember we went it. <laughs> <Based> on... <laughs> <laughs> or at least crying in bed. <laughs> and by asylums, I mean eating an entire pile of fries at like two in the morning on the way back to your apartment. Because <laughs> you you're at the library. From the O for anyone who's in Pittsburgh and regretting <laughs> it the whole next day. The
1: whole bullies, we it the whole walk back.
0: <laughs> We're cutting it at just sort as, as you are eating. at every every fry you consume.
1: <laughs> anyway, um But, but yeah, yeah that... I mean
0: there there's definitely I feel like consequences to stretching your mind in that way, at least within the bounds of this universe. And I think that's interesting. It's the idea of
1: like great power and great cost. Yeah, they really don't shy away from the fact it's not like, oh yeah. Because, once again, Harry Potter... I mean, I guess that's the other major magic thing, but, like, Harry Potter, you don't really... Like, unless you do bad things, like Voldemort, like, you can be a great, powerful magician, like Dumbledore. And Dumbledore was a little quirky, but I think that was more a uh, character trait, not necessarily the magic doing it to him. No, totally. I think it was just weird. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, and Voldemort, like, he... The only reason he had any sort of impact was because of the Horcruxes, which split his soul up and everything. Like, that's... That's why it affected him i guess the magic that he did
1: but and it was really only because his body was destroyed and so all of his being was left in the horcruxes right like his whole appearance and all is from some crazy bits of dark magic to revive his body but like his appearance before he went he before he died we have no reason to believe wasn't anything but normal
2: true enough i never thought
1: about that
0: we're yeah. really having some Harry Potter breakthroughs tonight. By the way, I think the reason Abernathy reminds you of Harry Potter is because Albus' brother's name is Aber, Aberforth. That was it. Yeah, I figured it out. Aberforth. <laughs> I figured it hey, out anyway. a while ago, but since we're back on Harry Potter, I thought I'd that bring was... it
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> now the listeners are all like, oh, yeah, that's So, what's your favorite right? Harry Potter book? <laughs> um, Apple an answer. Oh, anyway. my God. Straight um,
0: up, no. Straight up, my audio trace just looked like the Elder Wand. Okay,
1: moving on. <laughs> it did. Oh my god.
2: Anyway, <laughs> it
0: did. This is such a bad episode. It's a bonus episode.
1: <laughs> we can't keep saying that and justify whatever Guys, we want.
0: let us know if this is just a total disaster and we should never do it again.
1: <laughs> or we'll do it quarterly. If you don't tell us,
0: <laughs> if you don't tell us, we'll just keep increasing the frequency. Just kidding. I don't have time to read any more of these books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. It's and if crazy, we did it quarterly, yeah. we would do it again right when finals hit. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yes, that it, I kind of lost my. Eye. Oh yeah, so I think the idea that the magic in this universe has a great cost, potential cost, like obviously both never the magic never negatively affected him.
0: Well, we don't know that permanently. We just don't didn't make know. him insane. It didn't yeah, negatively did, impact him in that specific way.
1: Yes, you're right. There are no obvious impacts to Kvothe or how he thinks or how he functions as a human. Right. Um, if you can call an a Dima root human, you know?
0: Oh, well, yeah. I Trust me, I know.
1: <laughs> God, no <in the laughs> Rowl. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, a cool touch by Patrick to, um, to kind of add, still add the science. Like, you don't get in, – in science, you don't get – Something for nothing. Like there are no miracle materials. There's always a drawback, whether it's cost, whether it's difficulty of manufacturing, whether it's scarcity of resources. True. Right. There's always a drawback, and in magic in this universe, which is science based, there's the same issue. Yeah. Even namers are frequently go insane.
0: Yeah, clearly. I re- I really want to know what happened to Ori. I don't know that we ever will know what happened to Ori, but. I mean, she does know Elodin, so that makes me wonder if she was a student at some point. Well, didn't... Oh, sorry, the, the, spoiler alert. <laughs> that the, there's the, the book, book,
1: The Slow Regard of Silent Things.
0: Yes, which is very good.
1: Literally about Ori.
0: Yeah, it's just her doing her thing, but it doesn't like, about her
1: background. Yeah, no, exactly. They wrote, he, I'm saying he released a novella about Ori. I'm holding it in my hand right now. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, and it, there's nothing about that.
0: Yeah, it's just about her life. And it's very sweet. It's like it reads almost like poetry. Mm-hmm. It's very good. All right, Cece, do we have anything else? Probably, but let's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ori. We, we're just like Ori's very cool. We love um, her.
0: She's she's that sort little... of like she's crazy, but she's gentle. <laughs> she takes yeah, care of and herself and... and she takes care of the under thing, and she's adorable. And I love her. And yeah, she takes care of both. She takes care of both, which is really like, nice because he thinks he's taking care of her, but she takes care of him too.
1: I mean, you know it, it's i like that cuz kvoth we also didn't talk about this how kvoth spends his entire time at the university building this mythic figure around him right the kvoth the bloodless began at the university kvoth the arcane the university mm-hmm. right you know king killer happened after the university probably
2: we he, don't learned know. His,
1: he learned his swordcraft away from the university but at the end of the day the university is a source of a lot of these stories and even chronicler was like yeah no they're still telling that story about you at the university like that's still there because of the incessant kind of gossiping but also like think about people coming from all over the world to the university because it's the only college and and then they disperse around the world exactly and now all those stories about kvothe are worldwide that's true it's a good place to build your legend exactly and the deliberacy
0: with which he does that is really interesting
1: yeah, some of the things are true, but, like, you start saying shit, like, he has demon's blood in him, or he doesn't sleep, or stuff, shit like that. Yeah. It is kind of interesting, and it's pretty funny, because he's like, alright, well, I'm not gonna it's be a rich Kim guy. It's a little Kim
0: Jong-il-ish, actually.
1: It is a little Kim jong ilish <laughs> He's like, I it? don't poop.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know oh. Kvothe doesn't poop? <laughs> There's no waste from Kvothe's body. He uses it all for energy. It all goes into his sympathy. His body's 100% efficient. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Just poo.
1: laughs> I forgot that was a thing <laughs> He works so hard for his people Oh my god Anyway um, But yeah And so he does this deliberate Kind of uh, Curating of his legend And that that's just That's his thing I honestly don't remember what, what In what context we were talking about that in I think i'm, just I'm still thinking it's, about the pooping it's
2: cool. oh. oh
1: i think i was saying it's cool and then oh wait here i was gonna it to ari um yeah. so he can't and even among his friends he doesn't really want to show that much weakness he doesn't let them know that he doesn't have any money like he really works hard to hide all that stuff because they're his friends and he doesn't want them to think less of him because of it
0: yeah he's insecure about it
1: and i think he's bad at having friends i think he's a great friend but i think he's not very good at understanding the concept because you know you, they, he could show weakness around them. I don't think they would scorn. They would not scorn him for it or anything like that. No, not I mean, those stop, good boys. Yeah, they're not being. His, they're not his friend because he's this mythic figure. They're his friend because they're his friend.
0: Yeah, they just like him.
1: Yeah, and um, and they're
0: re- rem- remarkably cool about him. Just like blowing past him at the university. They're Like, yeah, it's fine. Go get him, Tiger.
1: <laughs> but even they take action and go talk to uh, Kilvin and saying like, listen, he's gonna kill himself. Yeah,
0: they look after him in their way.
1: And like, no, I mean, so I really like that.
0: I guess what you're getting at though is that Ori, like, he's more I guess vulnerable with Ori, and she also is more observant than normal people, and she like sees into him better, and sees past yeah. the mask.
1: And she knows that he's not this all powerful guy, and he, she knows he's just at the end of the day like a sixteen year old boy. Yeah. And his family's gone, and and you're everything he alone knows, alone. everything he knows, he's known for less than like a year and a half. Yeah. And that's it's terrible, and, and then Ori helps him with that because she's obviously suffered greatly in her time, and she kind of understands that idea. She
0: gets loneliness and poverty, and,
1: and I kind of get the idea that Ori was young and brilliant too, and she burned out.
0: Yeah, I do Got to learn more about
1: her. Yeah, we do want to learn more about Ori. I will take uh, the quick regard of loud things, please, <laughs> and uh, if we can get some <laughs> some backstory on Ori that would appreciate that. Was that was before.
0: <laughs> it's the prequel.
1: So the yeah. to now she likes slow and silent things As opposed to loud and quick things <laughs> Exactly Alright all right, um, Cece, do you want to wrap this up? I
0: guess so, ma'am
1: I guess it's time <laughs> We have to at some point
0: um, Well, first of all, we'd like to thank Merrigan for the use of Today's song Which is a song of seven sorrows A reference to a song written by Denna in the second book Um so I mean, we just really like Merrigan's version of it it's from her album The Changeling so check her out she gave us permission to use this so
1: and you you uh her. if you can go ahead and just take a look at some see some of her other music she's on Spotify she's on iTunes and that's uh, her website is mariganmusic.com. Uh, it's two r's m-e-r-r-i-g-a-n music.com uh, so you can take a look at that she has a lot of other songs she kind of likes doing those mythic um, songs like In This Is Context so it's really good and we appreciate that from her
0: definitely Um, So we have another episode coming out in a couple days for Interstellar. Um, But after that, we're going to revisit the Red Rising universe with Golden Sun by Pierce Brown.
1: Yep. So uh, Interstellar is coming out Monday the 14th. And then Golden Sun will be out Monday, January 28th. Uh, So look for that. We're excited to kind of return to that universe um, and and hit that sequel of that series, which is still, I think, one of our favorite sci-fi series.
0: Uh, yes, I would definitely say that it And for many of the reference. same
1: reasons as this book, um, just though it has a great world, and it's we're really well excited to talk on. about it.
0: Oh, also, since we do- spent so much time talking about Patrick Rothfuss, I feel like we should plug his charity. It's called World Builders. It's, uh, I honestly think it's a really cool nonprofit. Basically it's it's one of those nonprofits you donate to and then they allocate that donation to someone else but they essentially do all the research into like which charities are doing the best work and actually using money effectively so you don't have to so if you look at these books and say wow what a brilliant mind just know that that mind is also being applied to figuring out what the best charities are and making sure the money goes there so if you're in the mood for a charitable donation World Builders
1: yeah, absolutely, and um, I'm sure he would appreciate it. And, um, Tell him you know, we sent do, you. <laughs> they do lots of good work. And uh, if you want to email him my theories, please do, but make sure you do do go ahead and uh, link me there. I will I will go after you for IP violation. Um, <laughs> yeah, now that we TM. published this. Now that we published this Peter before much Doors that of idea. Stone.
0: Take that, <laughs> Patrick Actually, if,
1: if Patrick Rothfuss uses it, he's going to have to go ahead and pay me a royalty, because this will definitely come out before Doors of Stone. <laughs>
0: i'm pretty sure that's how it works
1: <laughs> yeah that is how I it have works
2: two it's friends
0: true. in law school and i'm pretty sure that's how it works i kind of know a lot
2: about the law
1: now so. <laughs> i listen to a law podcast all right if you want to get reach us uh, you can email us i said it earlier but we're going to go again uh signifying nothing network at com. our facebook page is facebook.com forward slash sci-fi dot facebook.com forward slash signifying nothing network uh so you can go ahead and, and give us a like um and just kind of you know and follow us for news there um our episode i have to get back on posting episodes there because we did that automatically before but i have to do it manually now so i have to keep remembering to do that um <laughs> but if we have any news about like a late episode or something like that that's gonna be the best place to go for that yes. um our website is gonna is pr- probably gonna change here at some point um but right now it's sci-fi-sidebar.pinecast.co co at the end there if you go to the bottom of that page, you can uh, take a look at our, our sponsors. Uh, they're not really sponsors. They're mostly affiliate links. But if you go ahead and use the Audible link through there, uh, you can sign up for a new Audible account, and it will give you two free audiobooks as opposed to the one that is customary. That's a 30-day free trial. And tell you what, if you do that, if you sign up for a trial, um, we don't you, – uh, you get, we get five bucks out of that. So it's, that's a month of Pinecast hosting for us uh, for both of our channel shows or both of our network shows.
0: So we would appreciate it, especially if you are considering doing Audible anyway. Really,
1: yep, would we'll be absolutely. rude not
0: to go through us at this point.
1: <laughs> yep. Also, um, on that page is our, our referral link for Pinecast. If you're a podcaster that's looking for uh, moving into a decent amount of, a decent kind of paid hosting, uh, we really enjoyed Pinecaster. Their analytics are actually being updated CC to include Spotify, which is pretty uncommon. Oh. Um, so their analytics are pretty solid, and they give us you a good tracking and also. Uh, if you go ahead and use the referral link on that same place um, as the the Audible one, you we will if you pay for two months, uh, we'll get uh, I think it's f- we get basically the same. Yeah, we get two months of however much your base package is. Uh, but if you use the link, you also get forty percent off those first two months. Um, yeah, so, if so if you're a caster
0: mm-hmm. yourself, or thinking about becoming one. We're really happy with the service so far,
1: and it's cheap. It's five dollars a month, and, and if you use a forty percent discount it's even cheaper exactly so it's about 40 percent of five dollars whatever that
2: is
1: (laughs) Uh, so yeah we'd really appreciate that um but obviously you know don't we don't want you to try to change your host or anything like that uh just if you're already gonna do it we'd appreciate you uh taking a little extra time and using our referral code for your benefit and for ours
0: yep so thank you guys so much for sticking with us wait i
1: I i have one last plug
0: oh Oh, all right. I keep bringing you're doing another podcast now.
1: Yeah, so The Universe in You, it's back, <laughs> it's rolling, it's had more than one episode released, it is going strong. Actually, I think the episode I'm releasing on Monday will have doubled the number of episodes, no, not, maybe not quite, no, next one, I think Monday's episode nine. Anyway, we're very close to doubling the amount of episodes we <laughs> had before. Uh, all so right. that's The Universe in You, it's the show where myself and my co-host Billy release weekly episodes talking about the universe um and kind of what's going on in that and some crazy things about it i do more physics billy does more just weird stars and shit like that uh, it's a clean podcast so if you're looking for something you know, if your kids are a bunch of nerds too but you don't want the limbs of dust sitting here and cursing all episode it might be a good option and they're about you know 15 to 20 minutes long so it's more consumable all right now i'm done that's the universe in you, by the way
0: <laughs> well you okay. think this isn't consumable
1: nope <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i will stand by that <laughs> Alright, all right. thank you guys so much for listening to this extra long bonus episode and reading that extra long book. We are so glad you joined us. We are very glad, thank you. This has been... Are we good?
1: I think we're good, yeah, that's all I got.
0: Alright, <laughs> this has been Sci-Fi Sidebar from the Signifying Nothing Network.
1: A tale told by idiots.
0: Talk to you guys in just a couple days.
1: <laughs> Bye-bye.
2: Bye. You traitor, curse be thy name. May you live always in shame.